Hi, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Release. I'm your host, Adriana, and I'm so honored and grateful that you've taken the time to listen to what I have to say. Guys, it's season three. Thank you so much for being here. If this is your first time hearing my voice, hi. I'm so glad you're here. If you're coming back, hi. I'm also really glad you're here. And I'm so grateful for everyone that has listened to one episode, every episode, half of an episode, a minute, doesn't matter. Thank you so much. I really hope that whatever time you've invested into listening to my voice that you've gotten something from it. Yeah, that's my goal. That when you listen to each episode, you come from it feeling lighter, feeling understood, feeling loved. Um, gaining clarity, whatever it is that you need. I hope that you go into that episode and you leave with whatever you set out to gain. In this episode, I want to talk about reclaiming our lives and living for ourselves. Um, Growing up in the church, I talk about the church a lot, but growing up in the church you, well, I personally sort of developed religion, excuse me, religion in itself is an identity. Um, And with Christianity, of course, like I always say, I can't speak for any other religion, but in Christianity, there is this, um, basically this view that you have to abandon your human side you have to basically be a perfect person. Um, you have to act a certain way, dress a certain way, speak a certain way, speak about certain things, listen to certain kinds of music, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you have to show up in the world a certain way to basically be appreciated. I'm using quotation marks. You can't see it, but to be appreciated. Um, and that really did take a large toll on me um especially being from the caribbean and having caribbean parents it's like a double dose because i also went to a very caribbean church my church was probably oh my god probably like 90 percent jamaican and then maybe like five percent um african and then the next half percent is a mix of other cultures plus um non-caribbean people or non-black people Uh, and being in a church that is overwhelmingly full of jamaicans it brings a lot of cultural nuance to the situation because it's not only that you're christian it's also that um there's like this tendency for a lot of Jamaicans to be very, very, very judgmental. And it turns into, like, a fashion show and, like, a ridicule fest and, like, hypocrisy galore. It was very toxic. Very, very, very toxic. These are the people that are teaching you how to live your life. These are the people telling you, oh, yeah, they dress up every Sunday in their big hat and their expensive skirt and their high heels and they clickety clack, 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 clack all the way to the front of the church and sit down so everyone can see them. They open the Bible. They get in tongues the loudest. They sing the loudest. They got to make sure that they're making a show when they're giving the offering because it's all a fucking show because you talk to them 
on Tuesday, this person's smoking cigarettes and you're ridiculing the 17-year-old girl for wearing short sleeves in church and you're talking about people that are younger than you, 20-year-olds, in your old age when you should be finding something to do. You already dedicated your life to the Lord. Dig deeper, girl. Like, you don't need to be going around talking, oh, this person is in a relationship, but, like, they're sitting too close. So, like, you know that they're not just being holy. Like, shut the fuck up. That stuff really aggravated me. And I don't even want to talk about the homophobia. That is, like, a thorn in the side of the church. And that goes way back to uh, slavery. And I'm not going to go into that, but... Um, it's just really wild to see these people telling you how to live your life when they're fucking posers. They're fucking posers. And it just like, ah, it makes my blood boil. Because for so many years, I wasn't in tune with myself. I was wearing a mask. Um, I was trying to be this version of this person. And I was so scared to be myself. Because since I was... 16 um i really wanted to get my nose pierced and um my two closest friends they got their noses pierced and i really really don't like um not that i'm trying to be special but um i generally don't like to do things right after people like it's a, it's a weird thing for me if i'm planning to do something i really like to just do it like i don't want it to seem like um other people are influencing me and that is trauma from my mom telling me that i basically can't think for myself but that's another topic for another day um you internalize things like that and then it becomes really hard for you to um just because someone inspires you doesn't mean that you can't think for yourself and it was a thought that i've had for years and they got it done um and of course i couldn't go to my mom and be like hey mom i'm gonna get my nose pierced i'm in high school she would have probably hit me really hard so we didn't do that um, and then I really wanted tattoos in high school, too. I'm very thankful I didn't get them in high school, though, because um, my high school brain and the ones I wanted, I would have had, um, oh, my God, the thing from Harry Potter. I literally cannot remember what it's called right now, but it's like a triangle. I would have wanted that. <laughs> yeah, I would have wanted that. But anyway, um, I was letting... Um, church, my parents, everything dictate how I would go about my life. And of course, I always talk about COVID hitting. And even though COVID was very rough and continues to be very hard, um, and for a lot of people, I know that it's a lot worse. Um, people are, people have been struggling with homelessness, joblessness, um, just insecurity in general, not knowing where their next meal is coming from, um, kids having to go to school and not having laptops and having to go to cafes. To do Like, there's so much that I have to be grateful for always. And in this COVID time, even though it was rough, I found so much to be grateful for. I've talked about having to sit and face my shit and 
before I was like yeah I'm definitely agnostic like I believe some things out there but I just couldn't get into the homophobia I couldn't get into the hatred the hypocrisy it wasn't me I thought that church should be a safe space and then when I saw people that I was supposed to respect tell um you know because it's supposed to be come as you are because I don't think God is in wherever God is looking down at me like oh girl you wore a mini skirt to church I'm not gonna bless you that's bullshit I call bullshit at the highest regard. It's like they're repressing their humanity to basically be perceived as something else. But that repression is showing up heavy in other places. It's like you repress something so much. It's like a dam. And as soon as there's like a little opening, it just bursts out. And I remember one time um, it was my friend's birthday uh if she's listening she'll know to her hey girl um it's her friend's birthday it was her birthday and um she was so i remember she was so happy we came it was a sunday she came to church and we were there um and i think she wore a romper and she's a little thick you know she she was blessed with little little chunks in all the right places love that for her um but it was like a romper situation i forget if it was shorts i think it was pants and short sleeves and i remember someone that i was supposed to respect she was like she's like 70 like she's old um and she basically was like oh you can't just be wearing that in church you have to cover up your shoulders blah 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 and obviously that made her feel really sad and i'm pretty sure she cried about it but the thing is like fuck fam like someone's coming to church maybe just look at her and be like i love your outfit because the men in the church shouldn't be looking at her in any way sexual because they should be looking at the lord they should be paying attention to jesus amen um i don't know why the fuck they'd be looking at an underage girl but regardless um like i said before they spend so much time waste so much time ridiculing people and trying to act holier than fucking thou i um when i was in jamaica uh, recently, my mom was talking to this woman that used to go to our old church, uh, and my mom told her to just talk to me. Just talk. The words. My I was in the bed with my mom, and she was so tired. It had been a very long day. Um, that vacation was not very vacationy. Um, if you've ever gone to, well, maybe it's different for some people. With my mom, um, it's it's very go 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 go. So I literally didn't sleep like i didn't sleep in at all on vacation it was like i'm up by 7 a.m or even earlier every single day so we were exhausted so she was half asleep and she just told the lady to talk to me because she was passing out so my mom i'm in the bed with my mom so i hear her say just the words talk to her i'm i get the phone i'm like oh hi because the lady she's talking to she's sweet but she was like, oh, she's like, oh, how are you? I'm like, I'm good, whatever, whatever. She's like, so when was the last time you went to church? I was like, in my head, I'm like, girl, what the fuck? Like, you don't even ask me about school. You just go into church, whatever. So I'm like, I haven't been to church since um, COVID hit. Because the last time I stepped foot in my church was in March of 2020. I remember because it was like a week before my birthday because it doesn't matter 
the specifics don't matter. The point is, it was just um, right before COVID hit. And she was like, why didn't you go to, like, why haven't you been going to church? The Lord loves you. The Bible says blah, 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 blah. And I'm here like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And after my, she talked to my mom and my mom was saying, because I told my mom, I was like, this woman is here preaching the Bible to me at 11 p.m. She didn't even ask me anything about anything else outside of life outside of church that's crazy so my mom was talking to her like a few days later and she was like you told me to talk to her i thought you meant that i should tell her about the lord in my head i'm like what the fuck (laughs) like for real i was like (laughs) i was like there is no fucking way that you thought that talk to her means you're supposed to be preaching the fucking bible to me like there's these these holier than thou people that have to literally prove how holy they are in order to be appreciated they have to act like they walk on fucking bibles like they don't walk on the ground they don't make mistakes miss perfect amazing spectacular beautiful that shit irks my spirit so badly i love authentic people and that's one of the things that really pushed me away from church um apart from the fact that i just didn't really identify with a lot of things that they were talking about and again growing up somewhere for from birth until making that kind of decision like two three years ago um you're still gonna have certain things ingrained in you and i'm trying not to form a hatred towards religion i'm trying to kind of unpack because i do have religious trauma i'm trying to unpack that in a way where i because i understand that the bible in itself like i see um jesus and the bible sort of the way that i see um the buddha and his texts how i see muhammad um and the quran it's sort of like um there's a messenger there's a prophet and there is knowledge there's word there's this person who's been enlightened and now they're writing these words that are supposed to benefit us i believe that all religions major minor whatever eastern western um god-centered multiple gods doesn't matter they all come together and they form some sort of cohesive understanding so because we're all separated and because we're all trying to be like oh christianity is the way um islam is the way buddhism is the way hinduism is the way we're literally breaking apart that unity that's supposed to connect us so that we are able to really understand and to be able to unlock a lot of things um that we're preventing ourselves from unlocking uh but i digress so being away from church i within two three years i got my septum pierced a second nose piercing and i have um some tattoos and obviously i struggle with my mom and my parents and whoever my family um i've told a story about when someone i was in jamaica and i saw someone that hasn't seen me in years and they were like oh why do you have that thing in your nose and it was very shocking to me because i'm like you haven't even asked me how i'm doing and you're judging me you haven't even asked me if i'm okay those are the first fucking words that you say and of course um we went to the we went to the beach we went to the river so 
my skin is going to be out and some of my tattoos are going to be showing and it's a situation well, why did you get those what is the what do those mean why didn't you do why did you do that and then my mom being like you're gonna go to hell why did you do that whatever 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 it's just the same kind of narrative over and over of people fucking judging you and judging your choices but honestly i don't believe in oh i've always wanted um, to get tattoos i've always wanted to have a nose piercing like i've said and i don't think that those those are human desires those are human desires if you believe in heaven and hell i don't think there's piercers and tattoo artists up in up in heaven um so this is my only chance in this life regardless of if you believe in reincarnation or not in this body in this existence that i'm gonna do it i'm gonna fucking do it but the thing that you need to remember is a lot of people sort of go um they rebel and they go in the complete opposite so oh my mom doesn't want me to get a tattoo i'm gonna go get a tattoo my mom doesn't want me to get a piercing i'm gonna go get that piercing and i'm gonna show her that she doesn't she's not the boss of me um that is gonna form regret for me it was a choice that i had to make regardless of how my parents viewed me because my mom spend so much time calling me a cow because of my septum and she spends so much time trying to convince me to take them out to make her comfortable or um my parents make it very clear when they're around like if we're facetiming anyone like family or whatever they try to they preface me being there make it very clear um as to that they don't support it and they tell me to take it out they always tell me to take it out i've had my septum for over two years and it's a situation where i'm still getting told take it out take it out take it out take it out um and my parents don't understand and i don't think that they will ever understand but it is my life and it is my body and i believe that if i'm doing something that does not cause me harm of course tattoos and piercings are harm because you know you're piercing a hole in your body and you're putting a needle whatever whatever um but i just mean my life is not in danger as long as my life is not in danger i don't think that anybody else has a say i just believe people make their choices and nobody's choices are better than anybody else's choices your choices are based on your life your choices are based on your past experiences um and your desires and some of these desires we just can't fight some of these desires um, are things that we just really really want like a lot of people their parents will be like oh you should be a doctor you should be this you should be that my dad told me my dad really wanted to be a lawyer um his life took another career path he has multiple careers but um that was what he really wanted to do he loves to debate with me and i am his child so i will definitely debate with him right back so um he before i started university i remember him telling me you should apply for law and it was one of the first times that i said to my parents i was like i don't care how much lawyers make if the job that i want is a job that makes ten dollars then i'm gonna have to live on that ten dollar budget because i cannot spend 50 40 how many years in a job and i don't get any joy out of it your job is such a large part of your life 
and I don't want to be unhappy for the rest of my life. I don't want to feel like I'm being drained for the rest of my life. I want to do something that renews me and something that fulfills me. And even now, I see older people, um, it's this pattern where they just find a job that either just makes them good money or it's a job that they had from they were like in their 20s and they just sort of stay with the job and they're so unfulfilled and they're so miserable and they walk around preaching the same bullshit about how joy doesn't matter all that matters is you know you gotta make money so it doesn't really matter how you're making that money and that is fucking bullshit because those are the same people that will shit on sex workers um using some different fucking logic when they were justifying their own stupid um reasons for doing the shit that they're doing i believe that you know yeah cool money is money you can do whatever job you want but at least i want it to be i would like you to be happy in your job i believe that if it is possible i mean okay less job and more career because i struggle a lot with um because right now i do have a job but i'm in school working towards my career um my life career um it's something that i really want to do it's something um i am a psychology student and it is something that i love i my passion is people i really genuinely when i was younger i wanted to be a doctor and that sort of changed because i i call it oh i want to be a doctor of the mind which is funny but um i want to be able to help and connect and love people and be a safe i want to be a walking safe space i want to put my art out to help people to cope with this world because this world fucking sucks existence fucking sucks and to have someone to say hey i know that you're stupid minimum not stupid your minimum wage job really sucks right now but we're gonna work towards something else this is not going to be your story forever you just have to endure it but as soon as that starts to impede upon your happiness or your morals and you are in the financial place to leave or the financial place to um move on please do because that shit fucks up your mental health um i remember one of the jobs that i had the first job that i had during covid because i had one right before covid started and then it turned into a um turned into an online job but it was like a call center so it was basically us calling people and doing surveys whatever so you have a headset on when you're in the office you have a headset on for like five six hours straight um and it was a situation where you sit at your desk yeah you take your break whatever but other than that you sit at your desk 
face forward, headset on, and you're just making calls over and over and over and over and over and over straight for six hours. That shit gives you a headache. And then when I was home, it was a situation where I would get terrible headaches. Like, terrible headaches, terrible breakdowns every time I had to work because I genuinely hated it. People are calling you this, people are calling you that, people are, like, swearing at you, people are yelling, people are just disrespecting you because they think that you're like a scammer which is fair there are a lot of people that are scamming but it's just very draining to do that every single fucking day but anyway after i quit that job i got another job at um, a restaurant and you know those places if you if you know you know but there's like um any place that says we're like a family here (laughs) run pick up your shoes in your hand and run in the opposite direction because they are on some bullshit that was basically my interview i went to my interview um i remember i was getting really really into like really creative makeup looks and i got makeup pigments and i did this like beautiful makeup look i did my hair i was giving i was definitely giving um that's irrelevant but i just wanted you guys to know um but i had my interview and then he was like okay you can start next monday and i was like okay cool whatever this place was also really far from my house and um i was taking the bus so it was like two buses so i had to wake up early and whatever 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 and to fucking walk from the bus stop to the place because there was no bus stop close to it i had to walk alongside a highway and that's not safe but whatever and i worked at that place for almost a year um mostly just because you know it was a job and whatever and near to that year mark um i so normally i wouldn't work on fridays because i used to have um therapy on fridays so i used to book fridays off and on one day when i didn't have my appointment i some girl asked me to switch shifts with her i was like okay cool whatever i remember i went to um a friend's house and because they lived close to my work i was like okay bet i can just go here we can chill for a little bit and then like i brought my uniform and everything so i'll just change there um the uber was probably like five minutes so i was like i can probably just uber to work cool so the time is coming down i think i started at five or something and the time was coming closer and closer and there was um the work group chat and the girl one of the girls was like can anybody come in and cover for me and i messaged her outside of the group chat and i was like what's wrong like are you okay she's like yeah i'm throwing up and i don't feel well and the manager won't let me leave we'll call him jim Jim won't let me leave and of course I got uh, very aggravated and I was like what do you mean you're throwing up and Jim won't make you won't let you leave she's like yeah he said that I can't leave until somebody comes and covers my shift keep in mind Jim is probably in the office relaxing living his best life so I don't understand why he couldn't be the person to to do her job and send her home when i was supposed to be coming like 
30 45 minutes after whatever so um i was getting a little bit upset because this girl is telling me that she's throwing up during covid around food what if she throws up on a customer what if she throws up on herself what if she throws up on the food what if she gets the rest of the people that are in the proximity they in close proximity to her sick that shit really pissed me off so i was like okay bet i since nobody else wants to do it i'm gonna have to be the person to do it so i call and um he didn't answer the phone uh the girl that answered the phone let's call her rebecca so rebecca answers the phone like hello rebecca um i will not be coming in today rebecca's like um okay are you sick i'm like no i am not sick um this girl jane we'll call her jane um i really hope i can remember the, all these names for this story but anyway so jane messaged the group and i told her what happened and i was like i don't feel safe working in a place where um you guys are neglecting the needs of your workers i'm not coming in and that's it she's like oh you have to come in because we just opened indoor dining and it's so busy and blah 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 i was like i don't think you get it babe i'm not coming because i don't i repeated i was like i don't feel safe in this environment especially with a manager that is neglecting his workers needs um also the girl told me that this man was um doing an interview while she was sick while she was throwing while she was complaining about throwing up he was literally finding interviewing someone that would replace her like she could have died on the job like i'm getting emotional thinking about it but she could have literally died on the job and they would have had someone to replace her immediately that shit pissed me off especially when she told me that part so like okay you're, you're not helping me i need to talk to jim um and jim isn't even this is a franchise jim isn't even the owner of the franchise he's just the manager so um she's like oh jim's in an interview i'm like okay bet i'll wait for him we're waiting we're waiting jim comes on the phone he's like hello i'm like blah 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 i tell him exactly what i told her he was like oh you're shouting the conversation is over um because you're shouting at me i'm like i'm not shouting at you and the conversation is not over because you need to hear this i told him i was like your employees are too scared to say it, but i'll be the one to say it you need to pay attention and care about your employees because i'm not gonna go into detail about what i said but i was really really upset basically he told me he was like and also he's a fucking asshole if you couldn't tell um he was like you he was like oh you better you like no he was like oh yeah i expect to see you at your shift at five so i hung up the phone and um at the time i went to um my partner's house at the time and i told him the situation and he was like what are you gonna do i was like well right now it's 4 50 so i don't know let's have a parade i don't fucking know but i'm not going there because i understand the implications of um being honest especially in a space where you're the only black person and you have to be the loud black woman a lot of people that are minorities 
have to um, be the ones to speak up because they're the ones being affected by the system and being hurt by the system and we have to be the loud ones and we have to be the uncomfortable ones in order for shit to change so at 5 p.m he texts me he's like it's 5 p.m i'm gonna assume you've quit um bring your uniform in by this day or um it's gonna be coming out of your paycheck i was just like great i'm so glad we came to um an agreement and I, at that time, I just, I was at my wit's end with that place, honestly. But um, that's how I, I feel like I have to stand up for people. I I don't know why, but I feel like if someone is being um, degraded or disrespected and I can step in and say, hey, you didn't deserve that, then that's what I'm going to do. And, of course, I couldn't really tell my parents the reason at first because I was mad. Um, I, I was I was mad, of course, but I was a little bit scared of what they would say because I already know that it would be a situation where they would say, it's not your fight to fight. It's not your whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's exactly what my mom said. Um, <clears throat> and then it's a thing where now it's like, oh, you're, you're quitting all your jobs. You, blah, blah, blah. you don't want to work. You're so lazy. You're so this, you're so that. And I would just smile and nod because it was my place. If I see my brother hurting, I see my sister crying, I see my fellow humans in pain, is it not my job to stand up and try to help them? They're suffering and I am there. Is it not my job to help them carry their burden? That's just how I view things and my whole life I've sort of been that way and I've sort of gotten myself into shit trying to protect other people. But I honestly wouldn't change that about myself for the world. Um, I need to refine it and try not to give all of myself to people and try not to be so overly um, forgiving and um, giving. But it's just how I am and I don't think that I will ever 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 be able to um undo that but for me that was a choice that I had to make um leaving or calling or whatever I had to make a choice in that moment and say I know that this could go anyway um and I'm willing to take that risk because I believe that I need to stand up for this person in this moment and I don't think that that changed him I think he continued to be a dick. I'm pretty sure he was pretty racist, but we'll leave it at that. There are people that are overly nice and overly, um, I don't know, cordial to to um, non-white people as a way to show up how not racist they are, but they're actually really racist. And it's just them trying to um, deflect that. So I believe that he was racist, but we'll let sleeping dogs lie we're not this is not a gym shit shit talking podcast (laughs) but anyway um yeah back to our point um it is your life to live um it is your um they're your decisions to make even if everybody else around you does not agree with said decisions it is your decision to make 
it is your life and regardless of what other people think as long as you are happy with it as long as you are comfortable with it nobody else should be able to shake that shit um i um got locks earlier in the year um it's almost been a year actually which is crazy but before i got them i was thinking about it and i just was like oh i you know you you talk yourself out of things you really want to do because it is really a commitment and growing up as a black girl especially with like my mom did my hair and then when covid started i started doing my hair so it's like i was able to do my hair my mom could have done my hair i could have found a hairstylist like the 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 hair that was readily available to me and i kept pushing it off kept pushing it off um until i was ready and that's another thing sometimes we want to do things but we're not ready for them yet they um we aren't in the right mindset we aren't in the right environment whatever it is and you may keep delaying things until suddenly you're like i'm gonna fucking do it I'm going to do it regardless of what is happening around me. And that's when you know that you're ready. And for me, I struggled with this thought for, um, thought of getting locks for a while. And then one day I just decided I'm going to do it. And I actually know like my loctician, she's been asking me, oh, let me do your hair. Let me do your hair. Let me do your hair. Um, and she, she does hair, like she does braids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera um plus locks and i messaged her and i was like when are you free i want to start my locks and she was very very excited for that and when i started and i i just left my house really and came home with locks and my mom was like did you ask your dad she really likes to do that she likes to um ask me if i've asked other people their permission to do things with my body it's very ugh. but i was like no the fuck would i ask for like it's my body it's my hair i'm paying for it i don't see how that has anything to do with you but then um i had to make the decision i realized i was like i wear so much hair that is not on my head and uh, not on my head oh my god so much hair um that is not my own and I want to appreciate my hair because I think my hair is beautiful. Um, and I was being really drawn to that more natural lifestyle. And I wanted to be able to cultivate my hair. So I started. And I'm so happy. I'm so, 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 so happy that I did because I really want to do an episode on lessons that my lock journey has taught me so far. Because commitment is a very big one. Um, you have to be committed to your decisions. You have to know that this is what you want to do. And also, you have to be willing to go on a journey. You have to be willing to understand that maybe it won't be as smooth as you want it to be. That's why I think um, it's called, in this case, it's called a lock journey or a healing journey or whatever journey. It's because you start. And the start is just um a bullhorn a whistle at the beginning it's just the the starting line you still have so much to go until you get to um the part that you the space that you want to get to hope that makes sense because like right now obviously hair 
um, has to grow. And I love the look of locks. Short, long, medium, whatever. Love them all. But there are people that are sort of obsessed with the end of the journey. People that start. And I know that a lot of us are just really impatient. We want things to go. But it's sort of like... I had to realize, I'm like, if I want to get the long flowing locks and I want to be more connected to myself, I have to start. I have to start at day zero because I can't get to day 535 until I start at day zero. So here's day zero. And day one, it got a little bit easier. Day two, day three, day four. And now it's November. It's been, um, today is the ninth. Today is the ninth. I'm recording this two days before before we um, before release day. Um, tomorrow is going to be eleven months since I've started my locks, which is crazy. But um, when I was in Jamaica, my aunt was like, "Oh, your hair is going to be so beautiful when it's long," and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." No, it's beautiful right now. Don't you dare tell me that this part of my journey is not beautiful because you are not the one experiencing it. How dare you? Just like on your healing journey, when you finally tell someone no and nobody else recognizes that that was a hard thing for you, you need to say to yourself, I am so proud of you, self. You're moving along. You're doing it. And even on your low days, you can say, oh, my hair is bothering me today. Or, oh, I really, really, I'm just drained. I can't be productive today. I'm just drained. Whatever the situation. You can come back to yourself and say, it's okay. I'm human. I need to be gentle with myself. And with the hair journey, it's like, okay, today I might not feel like I'm fucking with my hair throw on a scarf i'm a big scarf girly not to cover my hair um more for like veiling purposes and more for just i like scarves i like the way my face looks with scarves so um but being able to find an alternative alternative and not get stuck in that place of ugh, now like I'm going to have to stop because this is so hard sort of thing like giving yourself motivation to continue and I'm, I've I've been getting those comments about my locks. Um, my mom's friend, they've been friends since high school. Um, not high school. Um, I think she said that they've been friends since her first job out of high school. So they've been friends for a really long time. Um, and um, when I saw them in Jamaica, they were like, or one of the sisters, there's two sisters of them. Um, one of the sisters was like, why didn't you do your hair before you came? I was like, excuse me? I looked at her and I was like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, why didn't you do your hair? I was like, I have locks, thank you. If you're fucking blind, but I have locks. And she's like, oh, I thought they were just braids. I was like, girl, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the, what the? In my head, I was like, the fuck? Um, and she's like, yeah, I used to have locks. And then in my head, I was like, girl, you used to have locks and you don't know what locks look like? Like, yeah my my locks are pretty thick but it's very clear that they're not fucking braids but anyway um 
yeah she's like i used to have locks and then i got tired of it so i just um shaved it all off and i was like okay she's like you're gonna get tired of it soon and you're gonna shave it off and i was like no no because it was a hairstyle for you but it's a lifestyle for me there's a lot more to it there's a lot more connected to it than just being it just being hair and sometimes you have to sort of find that importance you have to find that connection to your heart for your decisions especially ones that are gonna alienate you from the people you love um you have to find your reason to keep fighting you have to find your reason to keep um going against the grain and for me uh spirituality 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 has been quite the that kind of journey um having literally every single person around me be christian um growing up uh the bible is always around just to go to church every sunday wednesday friday all the time um there's a radio on in the kitchen that is never off and it's on the christian radio station my parents watch um a certain pastor every single sunday and watch pre-recorded sermons every single fucking day and it's really loud all the time so i always hear so there's always things around me and i have to just go into my little space and sort of do my own thing <clears throat> and because that is what really i don't think i really ever got what i got i've gotten out of I'd say that my spiritual journey started maybe like three-ish years ago. Maybe, no, COVID is, no, maybe like four years ago, maybe five. Um, But it was something that was just like, it was just starting to develop. And then during COVID, it started to really more intensify. And then I went through... um, like my dark nights of the soul and um some ego dissolution and it sort of started to click but i get um a lot out of it um emotionally mentally um it has widened my horizons so much and i'm so grateful to have found it or it has found me but um i sort of have to keep quiet about how i feel and i have to subtly sort of express myself because it's gonna get shot down by my parents every time i talk about the universe versus talking about jesus or talking about god it's gonna get shut down so i have to be very critical about my own beliefs and understand that they're very it's their whole lives i got out early like they've been in this shit for double my age um double the time that i was there so maybe even more than that but you just have to remember that it's your life and they're your choices and as long as you're happy and you're content and you feel fulfilled within your choices and nobody should be able to change your mind nobody should be able to talk shit about you because you are it it is your life you only have so many years on earth and having other people dictate what you should do is going to leave you feeling very very sad 
and it's just not i i see it a lot i it's just not worth it please do what you want as long as you're not harming yourself or harming others do what you want do what you love go after your passions don't care about how people are going to judge you fear holds us back fear eats us up you do not want to be 50 65 70 you don't want to be on your deathbed and you're like oh i wish i had done these things because now you're young now you can travel the world obviously that one has a little asterisk beside it because money but you can do all the things that you want to do as long as the resources are available and if you want to do it bad enough the universe will provide if you let it be known the universe will show you you're not gonna get what you want all the time but you will get what you need when you ask the universe yeah yeah and i also wanted to end this episode with um a card poll i did a shuffle before i um a tarot tarot card poll um before i started and the star came out and the star is a card of um wishing i just wanted to say i guess this is my encouragement for the end of the episode um keep paying attention to your dreams when other people tell you that you shouldn't be aiming high don't listen to them keep your eyes on the prize it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing do what you think is best do what you think is best speak about what you feel is important love yourself the way that you deserve write down your dreams write down your desires write down what you make it into a concrete thing so you can see it write it down put it up on a wall so you can walk by and you can see it um make a plan put it into smaller put it into small sub goals i can even do an episode on how to um create and work towards goals and how to shape your goals in a way that will make them more successful if you're interested in that let me know uh but yeah that's really all i wanted to say today today is a little bit of a longer episode but i thought that i would do this because it is the season three opening so yeah um but that is all i have for you guys today thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here i'm so excited for what season three will bring i love you guys so 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 much i'm so honored and grateful that you've listened all the way through and i'll catch you guys in the next episode bye